what? As if the podcast. How about that? Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I look so like frazzled. I've been running from the paparazzi all day. I try to wear my sunglasses out, and I guess they recognize me. I don't know. I'm like, I heard I was thick or something. <laughs> People have been saying, she's thick. I don't even know what that means, but I guess my thickness, whatever that is, exposed who I was. Me. <sighs> if you guys didn't know, you know, um, your girl was uh, in the New York Post. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of like a big deal right now, so I I think you know I I just I just have to I I can't be out in the public like I used to. Everyone's like all up on me. I'm just like, bro, breathe. It's just me. I can't believe it. I mean, I can't believe it. Let's keep it funky. I can't believe it. I just didn't see it. Y'all, I've been crying in the bathroom. I told y'all, like, the last few episodes, I've been crying in the bathroom, praying to God, like, God, please give me a sign that life is worth living. <laughs> please make it worthwhile. I said, God, okay, this is how I knew it was getting bad. I said, God, please allow me, like, can I find a quarter on the ground? You know, I, I, I have a quarter, but it's the fact that it's just something that's just uh, spontaneous. I needed like some type of like, oh, this is for you, you know? Cause, um, yeah. So life has been feeling like good. We just, we no, I, I don't need any surprises, no excitement, give me, give me three, four months. Give me three, four months and you know, We'll we'll get back together and talk, but for right now, come on, please. I've been fighting for my life all day. I've been fighting for my life all year. <laughs> dead the fuck ass though, like dead ass. So it's like if you don't mind, please. So um, yeah. Um, I was in the New York Post. I am going to. Um, copy the link. Okay, I sound so old. I sound so fucking old. But like, okay, let me take off these shades. Okay, let me relax. See these pretty eyes? But uh, I'm gonna put the link in the description on YouTube and on the um, audio version. You know, just in case y'all wanna read. Cause, I mean, you know. But no, nah, people who listen to this podcast and listen and watch this podcast, y'all read. It's it's the people that that's outside of this community right here that don't be reading. Um, I want you guys to know, like you know, if you're not watching right now, um, my foot is kicked up on a chair right now because my toes swelled up. <laughs> so like. Um, I need to elevate it just to, you know, get some blood circulation because, yeah, you know, my feet are big, yes, but, like, I know when it, I'm like, all right, it ain't that motherfucking big. Like, let's, let's, let's relax. 
so yeah, like I'm gonna record a video so you guys could see like it's it's um a little swollen. Like, do you guys remember that um that episode where um <clears throat> on That's a Raven when she uh was helping her dad like cook at the chill grill or something and she got I think she got a hold of mushroom oh no I think they put mushroom okay that's some bullshit I think they put some mushrooms in her um in her bowl or something and she tasted it but do you guys remember when she like swelled up like that's how my feet look like I'm gonna record this and put it on yeah I got some bad feet but like whoa like this is like not okay okay my toe okay this is not okay y'all this looks like a hot fucking mess but i'm gonna show you guys like the swelling is like up here like at the like middle of my foot and it's just bad it's really bad i have been uh taking some ibuprofen like three times a day mm. they told me to take it three times a day i haven't taking shit but yeah, that's pretty much what they were saying. It's like, bro, like, homie, like, didn't give a fuck about my foot anyways. Like, so, anyways. So, um, hello, guys. Welcome to As If with Asia, my queen. I am your host. Uh, <clears throat> Asia, my queen, the girl who, uh, just check the New York Post. You, you'll figure out who I am. Um, but yeah, I'm Asia, my queen. How you doing? Um, I'm doing well. I got off for work about like three hours ago, three, four hours ago. But, um, yeah, today was my second day at a new job. And guys, like, I don't know, like, it just, experiencing like the boss so far, experiencing the boss that I have now is like such a breath of fresh air. Cause like my last boss on my like first day like she was talking shit about Juneteenth like and that's I don't know I don't know it's kind of weird because I kind of like hate when like shit hits the fan and then people are like well like this and this happened it's like why didn't you say that a long time ago do you get what I'm saying like now it almost sounds like you um are doing it out of spite versus out of like really feeling like angered by what had happened if that makes any sense even though i was fucking pissed i was just so desperate for a job that it just didn't matter but i was hot when she said that like she oh i didn't even tell you guys what she said but like she was talking about a time, cause I had started like a couple days after Juneteenth. She was talking about when, I guess she had tried to go to the bank on Juneteenth and it was closed because of, you know, the holiday. And then she was like, like, what's Juneteenth? Like, like what, is, what the heck is a Juneteenth? And I was like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a national black holiday. And I was just telling her, you know, about like the history about it. And she was like, but yeah, like, why isn't it called, like, something else then? Like, because the... And I was like, well, you know what? I was like, never mind. It's all good. And she, you could tell, like, 
she felt like she was like being schooled and she didn't like it. So she was like making up things or like annoyances about the holiday instead of just being like, oh, I was just unaware. Like, I'm okay with you being unaware of something, you know? Cause like, I wasn't always like, so like hip on black shit either. And I'm black and this homegirl's red. Wait, whoa, homegirl was white. Um, so yeah, anyways. Um, I was just like so desperate to have a job that like it didn't like almost matter. But like now looking back, it's just I'm going to get into this a little later because this episode is about desperation. But it's just crazy like the positions you allow yourself to be in because you're in a desperate situation. Like, you feel like you'll never get something again or, like, um, this is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so you just have to take it. And the job was not a job that I was ever interested in. I didn't even know what the job was when I um, showed up to the interview. Like, homegirl was like, yeah, did you search our job? And I was like, yeah, it's about, like, this, this, and that. And she was like, uh, no. But uh, anyways, so, like, we were both desperate. Um, they were desperate for employees. I was desperate for a job. So, um, and I had lied to my previous job and told them that I had, (laughs) when I was quitting. So you guys know, of course you guys, I well, most of you guys, um, if you listen to the podcast, but like I had a job for eight years, I was working in rental car at the airport and it was like the worst experience in the entire world like if you work in a rental car like you are a tough ass bitch especially working in a rental car as a woman that shit is terrible it's it's awful like the men there are so disgusting um like the men that work there and the men that are coming in and out like there's just this thing about like flight attendants, like like it's like there's like a fantasy about them, you know, to a lot of people, and it and it really spills over in rental car, especially if you're working behind the counter, you know, giving out keys and stuff. Like that shit is awful. Like I like have heard some of the worst things in the world because I worked in rental car. When I left that job, like when I was leaving, I lied to everybody and told everybody that I had gotten a job that was like paying me bomb ass money. I'll be uh, designing posters for movies and stuff like that. The whole thing was a lie. And everybody was so impressed. I was crying because I was like, bro, like I'm really gonna have to be successful in life because like I can't just like end up fucked up because like, I told y'all that I was finna be on some crazy, like, different shit. And um, I was telling everybody, but I accidentally told one person that I was making one amount and another person I was making another amount. And, um, like, some of them were like, oh, like, maybe get me a job. Like, and I'm like, y'all, like, I will never speak to you again. (laughs) And then there was this dude that was from New York. And, like, you know how New Yorkers are. Like, well, I mean... Compared to people from the West Coast, they kind of, like, have, like, a code about minding your business. Like, more than people from here. Like, I think we're a lot more, you know, like, vocal with, like, strangers and stuff. But, like, there's this dude, he was from New York, and he was, like, super cool. And I had told him, I was like, hey, 
everything I've been telling everybody has been a lie. Like, I had to get it out. Because, like, it was just becoming, like, a fucking joke at this point. I'm like, dude, why won't you guys mind your business? Because I wouldn't have lied if they weren't minding, if they were minding their business. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, because people, like, everybody was like, oh, where are you going to go afterwards? Okay, now I have to lie and say that I'm, like, going to a job that's paying me, like, six figures. Because they were the type that was, that, like, they gossiped. So if I said, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to have a job. It's going to go around the whole facility that I was broke and shit like that. And I was not fucking with it. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to spread a rumor about me, I'm going to make sure you spread a rumor that I am balling out of fucking control. Kind of like manifesting, you know what I mean? But I'm manifesting like through other people, you know, it's, it's whatever. But like, I told everybody, I was like, oh yeah, I'm out of me, da, da, da. and so I told the dude and like from New York, I was like, dude, I've been lying to everybody. Like I don't, I didn't want, but I couldn't, I, I felt like I had to tell him. And he was like, I would do the same thing. He was like, I ain't gonna tell nobody. And I'm like, I'm sure he did. Like, I'm dead ass sure he did. But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care if they know that I was lying. Like, dead ass. I'll, I'll do it again. I don't give a damn. But, um, yeah, so I was, like, really desperate to get another job afterwards. Right? So, like, I just landed that second job. And, like I said, like, when you are in that type of position, you will take anything, even this red-ass bitch that was talking shit about Juneteenth. Like, you'll just take anything. But I know now, like, I know I need a job, right? But I'm very confident in myself and my ability that I'll find a new job if, like, I'm put into that position again. Like, I will never, I will never, ever, ever put myself in a in a situation where like I'm I'm like tolerating that kind of disrespect because I need a job. Like I'm not going to I'm never going to put myself in, in that. Cause like it always you always end up losing when you accept shit out of desperation. Like you it may feel like it's feeling something, but at the end of the day you always come up short. And um, for me, like, I feel like I came up short because I went against everything that I am against. Well, does that make any sense? I went against myself. I will say I went against myself because I'm just not, <clears throat> I don't play that shit. Like, I don't play that racist ass bullshit. I don't do that. And, um, I think, like I said, at the time, I just felt like I just needed this job so bad. But like, we get in these type of positions, right? I guess we'll just get into it. I was gonna talk a little bit about um, Lizzo, but okay, let's talk a little bit about Lizzo and then we'll we'll visit desperation again, is that okay? Because it it's not exactly what you think about Lizzo. So there has been a lawsuit against Lizzo and her team for sexual assault. These accusations are coming from her dancers. Um, I'm like treading very carefully because I didn't read the court document or anything like that. And I'm gonna like, cause I, I'm, I'm not wanting to get deep into anything for real. But <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was how 
this whole situation sparked an idea in her man's ex-girlfriend's mind where she went on TikTok to tell everybody that Lizzo stole her man from her. I first met Lizzo late 2016, 2017-ish. She and my boyfriend were co-hosting a show on MTV called Wonderland. And no, she wasn't very nice. She wasn't very nice to me. I knew she didn't like me, but the people around her were nice. Like her sister seemed nice. And I kind of ignored it because I felt like, well, you know, she's already like in this celebrity scene or whatever. So she probably just feels like she has better things to do than talk to me. And I just noticed that like, even when we were just out to eat or at the beach or something, she still wasn't very nice to me. And it wasn't like a, a production thing. Like, oh, she's just really busy or whatever. She just didn't like me. She didn't say anything that was mean, but she was really like standoffish or like wouldn't talk to me. You know, like when I talked to her, it was kind of like, oh, okay, like get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk to you. So yeah, I eventually found out that she and my boyfriend had something going on, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and um, that was that. I left the relationship. I mean, yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking. I mean, I was with him for 10 years. I supported him through everything. And um, when he finally got a big break, he left me for Lizzo. <laughs> it was really hard for my mental health. I, I went through a really difficult period of time trying to be okay with this because it wasn't just like oh I broke up with my boyfriend it was like oh I broke up with my boyfriend and he left me for a person who wasn't very nice to me and turned out to be like after the fact after we broke up she became a Grammy award-winning celebrity and everybody in the world loves her and her message is like love and light and positivity after knowing how she treated me but I wasn't able to I didn't want to say anything because it made me sound like a whiny little baby or something so I didn't I didn't broadcast that that was something that happened to me or I when I did talk about it I never named her because I just didn't feel like I would be supported or people would care you know like people loved her so why would I why would I try to like drag her name or whatever so I just silently went through something really big and really hard it was like my fight or flight response was triggered every time I heard her song on the radio or like if I went to the movies and like her song was in the trailer. It was so difficult and I cried for so long and I felt so depressed and like I was in a really bad spot for years because of how this happened and I know it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. It was his fault. It was the way he handled it. She has no responsibility to me. But I think they could have both been a little more kind in the way that they chose to um, to get together. You know, like he could have broken up with me or she could have maybe suggested that he break up with me before they started something. Because the text messages were something that I'll never be able to not see in my head. I think I'm feeling emotional right now because this is the first time I've ever been able to freely speak on it. And feel like people will hear what I'm saying and not just like come at me for saying something about somebody that they really like. And it feels like this validation. <laughs> and I, I try to be a good person, you know, I try to let things go, forgive, you know, just move on. But some things just stick with you until, until it gets lifted off of your spirit. And I feel like this is a moment where it's gotten lifted off of my spirit that she's not everything that she's been saying she is. And I've known that for a long time. But I've tried to, 
I tried to let it go. But now that is coming to light, who she really is and how she really operates, it's just like vindication. It's like what I went through was real and I don't have to be quiet about it anymore. I don't have to be embarrassed about it anymore. It's true. It's true. I've seen it. It's real. And now I can like put these feelings aside and just like really move on. I guess I never really thought I needed that, but I did. <laughs> I'm realizing that I did. But the biggest takeaway is just be kind. Build your character and be kind. Operate from a place of love. Love yourself. And when you truly love yourself, that will, that will extend itself to other people. Be the same person outside as you are in privacy behind closed doors. Don't try to build yourself up in a fake persona. Just because people say the right things or put on the public displays of humanitarianism or I care about you and you know like people love hearing those things but what we're really not looking at is how people actually live their lives and it's okay to get those motivational moments or those inspirational uh, messages from people take the message apply it to yourself you're smart you know what's right and what's true for you so take those things and let them make you a better person but don't ever idolize messengers do not ever idolize messengers. You, you do it for yourself. You figure those things out for yourself. You set your course. You set your path. You do the things that you believe in. And don't think that just because someone else is saying it that they're better than you or anything like that. We're all human. Don't forget that. Actually, before I even get my thoughts in, she also was like, I'm so happy that I get to come out now because before, you know, before all these accusations, everybody looked at Lizzo as like such a nice girl, smiley, whatever. This is coming out of homegirl's mouth, by the way. So she's like, I'm happy I get to come out now because now everybody knows what type of person she is. And so now I feel more comfortable coming out. She stole my nigga. <laughs> And like I said, homegirl was crying, like, not crying, like, boo but like, she was like getting like choked up. And like, I kind of get it because Lizzo's man is kind of fine. So like, if I got my nigga stole from me and he looked like that, I'd be like, <laughs> one, two, what? So like, you really think, okay, I understand. She also said that her and the dude were together for 10 years. So I understand that you were hurt and all that. But these women are coming out with sexual assault allegations, right? And the best story you got was Lizzo stole my nigga. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just like, do you think that that was going to like make us believe the other girls more? Like, I was just so confused. And I'm not trying to attack homegirl, but I'm just like, I'm confused, like, why we needed to know this. I'm going to keep it 100. Why did we need to know this? <laughs> I, but if I was you, like, I would hate her. Because she even said, okay, no, this is not, that's not funny. That is not fucking funny. Do not laugh. But she did say, like, her mental health got, like, worse because, like, homegirl was, like, winning Grammys and stuff like that. 
and like the whole time she's like wow she stole my nigga like imagine okay this is not funny I'm not laughing Mm-mm. I'm not laughing at homegirl's pain but like imagine like someone like fucking you over bad like I'm talking bad they screw you over so bad and you can't go one place without hearing that motherfucker's name hearing that motherfucker's voice, seeing that motherfucker all over your TV, your social media. Imagine. I'm sorry. Down in the streets, they call it mother. I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's not funny. But like, how mad would you be for real? Like, imagine your ex being Drake. Imagine your ex being Beyonce <laughs> and like you're not over them. Like it's not someone that gave you the ick and like, cause I can understand like, okay, ooh, yeah. if you, someone, if like Drake gave you the ick and you saw him everywhere, I was like, hey, this dude needs to go. Like he's gross. Like, but like imagine like still being in love with them. Like, you know, you guys just broke up because they just didn't want to be with you anymore. Had nothing to like, no flaws with them, which I mean is a flaw if you don't want to be with me anymore. But like, for real, like, let's keep it 100. Like, they had no flaws or anything like that, so you're just so heartbroken, and it's Drake. <laughs> and, like, everyone's calling him legend. Everyone's saying, that's him. He's him. And he's, like, really him? Or, like, she's really her? And you lost her. Imagine, oh, my God. Imagine not getting another chance with me. Because, like, I'm really her. Imagine wanting to spin the block on me. It ain't no U-turns, baby. Ain't no U-turns. Not on this block. So it's just like, imagine that. And then you just gotta just sit there and just scroll and just cry all day. <laughs> so I get her, like, I would be hot too, like, bitch. You you and your positivity get the fuck out of my face. So yeah, anyways, she was like, you know, like, she was like, she was winning Grammys. <laughs> okay, that's not funny. That's not fucking funny. But like, I get it. Like, I fucking get it. So she was on there saying that Lizzo don't stole her nigga. That really sucks. Like, that dead ass sucks. But what do you do? Everyone gets a nigga or a three stolen from them. Come on now, it's life. No, I'm joking, but like, that's sad. No, that's really, that's really sad. And she was like, there was text messages that, you know, I just don't even want to see, like, imagine again or something like that. I was like, damn. Were they dudes or something? Damn. Or she was probably like, leave your bitch, I'm better than her. It's like, you know, saying those, those type of side chick comments, like, damn, that sucks. That really sucks. That really, really, really sucks. I would be crying if this was a this whole thing was a lie, and her boyfriend was like, "I don't even know this girl." <laughs> uh, you know that happens. Okay, but yeah. So, circling back, the topic we're gonna be talking about desperation. So, this topic came to my mind because the clip of Leslie Jones came back onto my timeline. If you guys haven't seen this clip, 
she is talking to Laverne Cox. I believe that was the interview. It's like, once you get rid of your desperation, you're gonna blow up. And I was like, you, I'm, I'm desperate because I'm broke. He said, no, no, you're not. You just don't have no money. You have talent though. You have talent, so you're not broke. You you're just not don't broke, have no money. And you need to start making your decisions That's from your beautiful. talent. From your talent, not your desperation. That's why it took me so long to make it. Because I was never supposed to make it when I was as good as I was. Was I desperate for 40 years too? Yes, yeah, I, I was. And when I had heard that conversation again, I was mm, pussy deep. Wait, hold on, wait. Does that even make sense? I was deep in desperation. That's when I was asking for like a quarter to just like pop up somewhere. I was deep in desperation. Like anything would have made me happy. Anything. I said, please, God, oh, oh, oh. Like it was one of those. I was deep in desperation. Tumbleweeds in my bank account, baby. Like, mm, deep in it. So I really resonated with Leslie Jones in that moment. But it was dope to see someone on the other side tell you, like, listen, you have something valuable still. I know the world is going to try to get into your brain and convince you that you have nothing because you don't have money. It was nice to hear that because, like, I just, when you broke as fuck, you... I don't know if any of you guys have been broke, bro. When you're broke, you're just like... <laughs> you start hearing the the buzzing sounds from outside. Like, it gets starts getting real loud. You start... Like, something, something starts going in your ear and you're... Like, the world starts getting very loud and annoying. You know, when you have money in your pocket, like, there's a lot of shit that, that you'll let slide. You you walking around like Arthur every day and walking down the street. You just, you got money in your pocket, everything's cool. But, for, ooh, when that shit starts getting low, baby, you start getting easily irritated. The weather starts feeling extra hot. Mm. Woo! Gosh. Mm. So, you start, when you're desperate, when you're in that position, you start aligning yourself with shit that really don't align with you. For real. I ain't saying I sold some pussy. But I ain't saying that I didn't think about it for a second. I was watching Horrible Decisions. Uh, it was an episode with this woman named Hazel Grace. And she was talking about these apps and stuff like that where you can send pictures and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> hey, my love, um, do you mind, uh, you know, I'm going to have to send this pussy a couple times. You feel me? Just just a couple times. Let's, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get, you know, the you know, this podcast studio decorated and stuff like that. I, I, you know, send, you know, about four, five, six pussy pictures. I probably could revamp this whole bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could probably redo the whole house. Knock the walls down, baby. 
with a couple pussy pictures. You get what I'm saying? So I was like really thinking like that, but I like, and I was dead ass. Like, I'm not like, I'm laughing now, but like, I was like, like for a second, I was like, what if like, you know, like what if, like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But like, that's just so like out of like my comfort zone. I'm sorry, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with anybody sending pussy pictures for money or not for money. I don't, I don't mind that. Whatever. I don't care what you do. Um, but for me, it's just like uncomfortable. Like I would feel so violated to know that my, my vagina's out there. I mean, okay. Anyways, but back to the discussion, I would feel, okay, let's, let's, let's change the subject. But like, <laughs> we ain't finna talk about desperation no more. But, um, you just, when you get into that bag, right? Into the bag of like, bro, anything? That's when you know, you're just like, okay, you need to sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. That is the time that you don't make a decision at all, right? So when you just like throwing shit up, that's when it's time to just sit your ass down. Right? Don't make not one decision, even a decision that you're that you've made before. Cause all decisions are wrong because you're just at the lowest of the lowest moment right now. Right? Um th- that's how I feel when I when I accepted that job with old red face. Um, that's how I feel, you know, when you know I was about to, you know, you know, I was like, Ugh. there was like this app from UK or something like that where it, you get to like charge people to text you and stuff I was like but I'm not trying to do that like but like that's I was just in just a very vulnerable space right so okay we're so that's with jobs right but we do get into a space of desperation with friendships and relationships too Baby, I'm sorry. I always say this, and this this sounds so fucked up. So no disrespect if, you know, we used to talk. And I don't know why you would be listening to this right now, but whatever. You know, sometimes, you know, you want to be a fucking creep. So it's all good. But, like, if I ever talked to you, I did not talk to you. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, this sounds so messed up, but, like, I've been desperate for a majority of my life when it comes to picking friendships and romantic partners. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I've been desperate, like, like I would say like 85% of the time when I was picking that. Because like, there's some people I'm like, and this is not me trying to have like, you know, my, my nose up to anybody, but like, there's some people that I used to fuck with back in the day that I would never fuck with. Never in a million years. Homegirl gonna tell me, yeah. Here I go. Here I go. This is gonna be a moment where I'm gonna be in the shower and I'm like, why did I say that? She just gonna tell me That her homegirl is, her homegirl's nigga is married. And she, she, she knows, but she, her homegirl don't know. I was like, wait, what? 
and I don't even know if that's, I don't know if, what my issue was specifically with this whole situation. I don't know if it was, <clears throat> if my issue was the fact that she knew and didn't tell her homegirl or the fact that she told me. I don't know. Cause like, I was like, now my hands feel dirty and I don't even know her homegirl at all. But my hands feel so dirty cause I know. I'm like, she goes, yeah, my homegirl's so in love with him and he's married. And she doesn't know. I was like, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, but like, it made you, it just let me know, like, oh, this is how she gonna go with you guys' friendship. And like, I still continue to be friends with her. And I feel like I was just in a space where I was just so, just wanting a friendship so fucking bad. I just wanted just someone that I could like call or hit up and be like, hey, come like kick it with me. Like, let's watch a movie. Let's, you know, just, or let's go here, you know? I just wanted so someone so bad to kick, to kick it with. And so like, I think I just like, that type of behavior, like, I would never see you again. I'm sorry. Why did I say sorry? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would just, ne I would never kick it with somebody like that. Like, what the fuck? You mean to tell me you know your homegirl is married? Oh, your homegirl's nigga is married. And you ain't telling her. You don't, and like, this is just something you just ain't gonna, like, share with her at all. Okay. I was like, okay. Like, it was just a little, you know, it's a tad bit weird, but... I mean, all right, if that's how y'all get down, that's how y'all get down. But I know I don't have it, a, a chance in hell with you because I don't really believe that, like, people ain't going to do it to me because I'm me. Like, even though, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm cool as fuck, but I, I'm just, I don't think I'm so cool that somebody could do their kids dirty and not do me dirty or do they mama dirty and not do me dirty. Like, I just don't believe that. Like, if you're treating your kids, your mom, or your spouse like shit, I know for a fact I've got no chance in hell with you. Like, there's no way you could ever be a good person to me. <laughs> I just don't believe it, especially the kid thing. I would say the kid and the mom part. Like, because we know how people be about their mom. So it's like, you calling your mom all types, wait, whoa. Uh, but you calling your mom all types of bitches and hoes and you think I, I think I'm gonna be respected in any kind of way by you? Absolutely not. But like, I don't know, like, I'm sitting here trying to think like, what, what made me get so low to where I just, go against like myself and take and have the bar be in hell. Like what makes me get there? I think maybe lack, the feeling of lack or the feeling of like scarcity, like it'll never come to me again. Just like with the job thing, like it'll never come to me again. Um, this is a once in life opportunity or I'll, I'll be missing out on something. I'm scared to miss out. I think 
that's okay. Earlier I was thinking, I'm like, I feel different being 28. And now I, I know what it is. I feel like I don't have a fear of missing out. Missing out on people, places, things. I don't care. I'm okay with going without. I'm okay with feeling like this doesn't align, so I'm not going to be in that. And missing out is okay. I'm okay with missing out on you. And whatever comes with you or it or the thing, I'm okay. Because I feel like I'm starting to feel more okay with my place in the world and know that my place in the world is not going to be taken away from me. Like there's nobody that's taking my spot or there's nowhere that I have to be other than where I am now. Like, so there's no other person that I got to be begging for attention from. There's no other nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, I think sometimes like it was really hard for me to like let someone go romantically because someone else will have them. So I'll be missing out on this and that person will have what, what is supposed to be mine. But I don't think there's anything that's supposed to be mine that isn't mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're over there, then like, that's not for me. That's for whoever you're with. Or if I'm not at some job that's not for me right now, at least, you know? But like, I just feel like I've done what I have to do to be somewhere right so like i know that where i am now is where i need to be like i'm just not feeling too much in a rush to be somewhere else anymore <clears throat> and i think you know when we're in a rush and we're trying to to be somewhere or do something or be in a relationship with this person i think we start um, accepting things that we usually not, would not accept if we weren't rushing. Right? Like, we're, we're constantly going after something because we feel like we're going to miss it. We're going to miss our mark. Or we're, I don't think we're... I don't think there's anything... There's a such thing as missing your mark. What you got going on right now is what's supposed to be going on right now. And I hate to say that, like... And this is not even coming from somebody that's like in the best position or right? I told you tumbleweed didn't make it count. I remember when I was like, you know, really, really heartbroken when I was a kid. Um, you know, I had talked about that last episode and um, I was crying and shit. And my older cousin was like, I, I wrote down the lyrics because like, I don't even fucking know, like, yeah. My cousin was like, girls are like buses. Miss one, next 15, one coming. I was like, yeah, that is true. So if you kind of like think of everything like that, like, okay, like 
you know, we can't be friends anymore, but there's so many other people out there that are willing to be my friend. And there's, you know, someone else coming. And one, like, one that makes you not hold on to resentment and bitterness from somebody. And two, it's it's not really saying that people are, like, easily replaceable, but we kind of are. Oh, oh, my God. But, like, not really, but really. We, sometimes we overhype, like, our existence in people's lives. It's like, bro, like move on you know what I mean like oh they're gonna be so sad without me like yeah but like just like you've been sad and you got over somebody else and like you probably don't even remember their name anymore like I hate to say it and the Leo in me like this really breaks my heart to say too but like that's how it is with you know even though I don't know I'd be making a mark on these motherfuckers lives But you always going to be remembering me, baby. And I also do think friends need to start telling each other when they see their friends dating out of desperation. Like, you didn't tell me nothing when I was in this. You was okay with me giggling about this motherfucker, all this shit, right? And then when I stop messing with this person, you gonna tell me, oh, this mother was, mother was ugly anyways, or mother was like weird anyways. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. You never said none of this when I was with the motherfucker. You never said that. And like for me, I'm the type of friend you could tell me. You could literally tell me, like, hey girl. Like, hey, um. The nigga's weird. The nigga is real weird. Like, I'm the type of friend you could say that too. But like, that's how my cousins are. Like, y'all. If anything is going to motivate you to not date out of desperation. Have it be your cousins never letting you live that person down. My family loves doing that. Oh, remember when you used to like so-and-so? My cousin stays sending me pictures. Hey, remember someone's all right, motherfucker. Okay. All right, we get it. Homeboy's hairline is gown. And my cousin, look, it's like, bro, okay. <laughs> she be trying me. I'm like, okay, all right. I always got to pull it, pull one on her. I always got to pull one on her. Like, no, do you remember so-and-so? I'm sure. And she be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always got someone tucked in. Baby, don't don't make me pull my card out. But then again, my cousin could pull way more cards out on me. Bro, like, shit. Whole dating history, actually. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, desperation, desperation. But there is something, we talk about this a lot, but there is something about 
growing up not being the ideal person that people want to date and shit and then get into a certain age and now everybody on your ass not everybody but like a lot of people on your ass because it's like you it's two extremes like it's not okay it's like going dead the fuck like it's like being dead the fuck broke and then getting a billion dollars dropped off at your house like you don't know how to spend this money right so like I was like, wait, hold on, what's going on? When I got the, when I got the news that, you know, your girl was looking good. You know, I just felt like I just like grew into my face a little more, you know, um, into like my body. I just started just like, you know, becoming a woman. That's it. Less awkward. Um, a little more comfortable with myself. But it was like really weird. Like it was weird how like it just, it felt like it switched so so fast and like so drastically that and I'm just talking about like my everyday like social interactions like growing up like when I or like even my early 20s I could go outside and like I could be anywhere and like no one really like pay attention to me but I feel like now I would say like from like 25 or 26 until like you know until like present day I feel like when I go places I feel like my energy is felt like it's just different like and I'm not talking about when I'm done up when my titties out and makeup's done I'm just talking about like just I feel like my energy is more felt now maybe it's because like I don't know I think maybe I come off a a lot more confident and stuff but it's just way different and so it was weird because in my, you know, in my younger years, I'm still, you know, but in my younger years until like my early 20s, I think, you know, I was really, really desperate. And then so like, I feel like as my confidence and my comfortability with myself began to increase, I couldn't be as like desperate for romance or friendships because I feel like it was getting more damaging if that makes made sense it felt like there was more at stake to lose there was more things to lose and I think you know just the older you get naturally the more things you have to lose but it just seemed a lot like more like heavier like it was nothing to do with like tangible things it was like I, I just couldn't be um, very, I couldn't be so frivolous with my heart, my time, my love, all that. You know, it was just, it's, just, it's different. So I think, you know, we're, if any of you guys are at the place where, you know, you just take in anything, any type of friend, you just running into just some crazy shit and you're just like, what the hell? Everybody needs somebody, yes. But that somebody don't gotta be you. Okay? Okay, we're gonna do a Q&A and then we're gonna end the episode, okay? Um, this is a very, very long episode. I apologize. Just talking so damn much. Okay, so. Um, this question 
says, how to be confident when you don't like the way you look. So I wanted to let everybody know this. I said this on my social media, on my TikTok and Instagram, but I want to really, really, really be clear about this. Um, liking the way you look is, um, I think it's very important and it is a confidence boost um but like you can't like rely on it all the time right like i know some people who are very very good looking but aren't confident at all i could you know say that about myself in certain times of my life where like you know i've looked great but my confidence was just so low i was feeling so low about myself so like i said even though looks liking the way you look and and uh liking the way you present yourself is a confidence boost but <laughs> i don't want you to rely on that so if you are looking to feel more confident about your life maybe it's feeling a little draggy draggy it's feeling like a little boring or something make a small goal and go after it and you'll notice how much better you feel about yourself because you're like wow i'm the shit like this is something that i'm really doing and sticking to even like on the second third day you're like oh shit you know i've been juicing for three days straight just i don't know it could be anything um but that is a really, 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 really effective way to feel more confident. Another one, another way is to hang out with people that you see as confident. Like, there is nothing better than, there's, and actually I'm going to have an episode about this, about like healing in a group. Don't underestimate how important energies are. When you're around somebody that is super confident or sure of themselves, knows themselves, loves themselves, that shit will bleed over to you. That shit will bleed onto you. It just, it naturally does, right? When you're not, when you're not somebody that sees somebody who, is confident, loves themselves, and sure of themselves, and you're not someone who knocks that person down, you just like look and absorb it, that will go on to you. Promise, promise. Maybe consume content from somebody that you perceive as a confident person. Hang out with some of your most confident friends. Um, you could even watch like like you know like ted talks or like speeches or something like that you definitely have to at least come off confident for something like that you definitely have to come off you definitely at least have to come off confident to do something like that just consume things from people that have the qualities that you want to have that's what i say like i've told you guys this before but there was a specific ted talk um, it was about identity shifting with April Mason. Um, I was watching that every day when I was working out. Because, like, she just seems 
like a woman that I wanted to be a lot alike. You know, and you know, in a lot of ways, she reminded me of my mother, the pixie haircut. You know, black woman, beautiful black woman. Like she just reminded me of my mother, and just like at least physically in the way she, her energy, it came off like a woman that I want to be like. You know, so I was watching that shit every day, and that helped a lot. That helped a lot, a lot. So, with you know, because I was going through a very insecure, unsure moment of my life. So, yeah, I hope those things help you. So, um, set a goal, try to accomplish it, consume things from people that you want to be like. So, whether it's in person. Or I do recommend more in person, but, you know, some of us don't know anybody. Some of us, everybody we know is just like us. And we're just like, well, I'm just trying to get out of it, sis. So <laughs> if you got a phone, social media. Um, what was the other thing? I don't know, but yeah. And actually... And what I say the most important thing is be easy on yourself. Okay? Be easy on yourself. We we go through a lot, guys. And we've been through a lot. It's okay. You don't you don't need to figure things out right now. You don't need to figure them out tomorrow. Okay. You know, I know sometimes we treat ourselves like a like we're like a project. Like we're constantly having to be fixed, twist and turn and all constantly picking ourselves apart. How can we be a better this and a better that? Trying to be a better wife, mother, sister, brother, dad. employee it's just like we deserve to just be we don't have to constantly try to change and dissect and take a microscope to all of our mistakes and issues, it's like, we could sit down and breathe for, we could, we could sit down and breathe. We don't need to, we gonna be okay. Y'all gonna be okay. Smoke you some weed. <laughs> Just chill. But we're gonna end the episode here. <clears throat> thank you guys so much for watching thank you for listening to me I appreciate you so much don't forget I am Asia my queen and I was in the New York Post Tink. <laughs> follow me on Instagram TikTok mm. 
Follow me on both of those apps. Asia My Queen everywhere. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for watching me. I appreciate you again. Bye-bye.